Um, no, they they'll stick around. It's just that like with hindsight's like twenty twenty. You always can like like when Harry Potter was live, everyone was a lot more of a hater. It still is not like the best thing ever. Is that real? I feel like everyone. I feel like everybody like the the popular sentiment towards Harry Potter when it was like going on. I thought basically everyone liked it. Uh, I think everyone at the very least like tolerate like no one hated it per se. But like I felt it was overrated. Like I was like I remember I'm the exact age group for the books and the movies and all that stuff. Like I'm the exact age. Every girl I knew and talked to at university either had no idea what it was or like had like six Pottermore tattoos like on their labial folds. Yes, was, my sister has Harry Potter tattoos. Everyone, I, every girl I know has Harry Potter tattoos. I dude, I was watching a YouTube video from. Uh, do you know like Ali Abdal? He's some like uh, Indian like hustle grind set YouTube guy. No, that's powerful. And I I saw his wrist the other day. He has like three or four million followers or something. He literally just posts about like uh, it's kind of anything. He he basically does uh anything that he has collected knowledge on in any capacity he just makes a video about and then says i'm making this video because by making this video i can monetize my knowledge <laughs> and i like that that's grind that's a grind yeah, I know. It's, it's we should start doing good. that we right. should just start fucking making videos about random shit well he just <laughs> takes uh like anytime he has like a little personal pursuit over something he collects all of the knowledge that he collected and uh like makes a video or some sort of a course or something like that and damn he's grinding right it's a it's a very good and like i've started doing this in terms of notes right like i've been collecting the information now and like writing it all down typing it up storing it in city and all that stuff uh i have not gotten to the publishing part but there definitely is the possibility to just do that but anyway this guy i i see his wrist and he has the fucking uh the fucking tattoo you know the triangle with the square with the or the, yeah, triangle the, the, horf- the horf- horf- thing yeah, yeah. I think it's a Horcrux, yeah. The Deathly Hollows symbol or whatever it was. Deathly Hollows, oh, okay. Yeah, I see it. My sister has that tattoo. Um, I see that tattoo all the time. Actually, I'm getting, like, it's very strange now because I feel like something happened in the last 10 or so years where most tattoos I see on people are, like, from fiction. And, like, I'll, like watch videos and i'll recognize like oh that's from hunter hunter that's from one piece that's from marvel that's harry potter like you know what i mean it's like not even like it's just like symbols from even i kind of like right yeah like it's not like oh yeah this is uh this is the (laughs) this is the thing that was painted on the fighter jet that killed my brother yeah no now yeah now it's like oh that's the fucking the the like the the curse symbol from berserk which is a cool tattoo i i respect that if someone had that but yeah, it's very interesting that this has been... I'm okay with this I, trend. I would be a little bit fucking wary to tattoo, like, curse symbols on myself. Yeah, but you see... I see it all the fucking time. In fact, would I you, see like, more would demon... Would you go into a bathroom in the dark and Bloody Mary three times into the mirror? Would you do it? Uh, would I do it? I've never done it, but I probably would. Oh, I can't I say I would. I 100% never fucking do it. Like, you could not... You, you absolutely could not <laughs> at one point get me to do that shit, man. Like, I... And as a kid, I always had this really weird cognitive dissonance because people would be like, well, if you don't believe in ghosts, why wouldn't you do it? And eventually I realized that I just believe in ghosts. <laughs> based. Like, based. Like I clearly believe it. Though. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sometimes you just got to accept it. Like, fuck it. I'm not about that life. Yeah. Like, I definitely think there's uh, 
you know, like, I don't know. I didn't even spend that much time on uh, X as a kid, but when I, when I see the posts from there, I wind up uh, being confronted with stuff that my brain has like independently like synthesized to like scare me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh God, other people have seen these same things that I've always suspected might be real. Like they're definitely real now. <laughs> I never had a ghost thing. Uh, like I don't really feel, but I definitely demons, maybe a little bit of cryptozoology here and there. You know, I, I can believe oh, that. Yeah. I mean, all of it for me, like I'm, I'm sh- in the same way that like, I'm even afraid of water, bro. Like it's so bad. You're afraid of water. Like, yeah, like, like not even, not even like swimmer. not even like large bodies of water. Like as a kid, I would be in a swimming pool, and like every twelve seconds, I would be glancing over at the vents because, like, I would be swimming in a pool by the ocean, and I would be worried that somehow there was a uh, there was a vent going from the uh, from the pool I was in out to the ocean, and some get small thing was gonna get sucked in, and I was like fucking because I I when I was very uh i don't know if this is gonna be brief tangent but when i was a kid i don't know maybe like six years old or something my uncle was always trying to get me out into the ocean i was like no uncle i'm scared now and uh it took like two or three hours when we were at the beach he finally convinces me to get out into the water uh by saying like don't worry like there's no stingrays or anything like we're gonna (laughs) why would you think stingrays that's so fucking common like i i was i was like horrified of stingrays so we get out there and within like three seconds of us being in the ocean we get like tangled up in this fucking like web of jellyfishes yeah all of us are just stung like a bajillion times classic uh so we go back and uh i'm like uncle you lie (laughs) (laughs) and so i always had this like this fear of uh jellyfishes specifically because you can't fucking see them right like they yeah they're they're like kind of good they're like yeah they're they're translucent so even in like a pool where it's like obviously there's no reason a jellyfish should be in this swimming pool right i would still be like horrified that the jellyfish were gonna get me that's actually one of the few things that you in like new york you like in pool of oceans and stuff in new york in an area like you're always seeing jellyfish. There's always like a part of the year that like just the ocean just filled with jellyfish. Like they're not like the particularly like dangerous like you would have in like Australia, but like it's just a bunch of goo everywhere. It's just you're just covered in fucking goo when you're out in the beach. And then also stingrays. Like um, I yeah like the small stingrays little stingrays scare the fuck out of me. The, but they'll be like they're like in the sand up close to the shore. So it's not even like they're deep in the water. Like they're like pretty much by the shore, and people step on them and get and get stung or like slapped or whatever. But their barb, yeah, I think it's like I think they like have a barb on their tail and they hit you with it. I don't think it's like it's not like a like a piercing motion. It's like a slap kind of. Oh, I thought they were, uh, you know, the whole stinging kind of evokes. Yeah, uh, there is like penetration of sorts. I didn't want to be penetrated by these rays. No, like because like the tail looks like a stinger, and I think there's a barb on the end of it, but they're not like so like they're kind of like hitting you with the barb, huh? And it stings when you feel it. Oh, so it's just like a, it, huh? It's like a the sensation is being stung, but then okay, again, obviously, wait, like wait, 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 hold then up, hold Steve Irwin got. I was killed. about to say, yeah, I, I a barb, very good reason. But the barb went like it broke off in his chest and like in his heart, like he got like hit in the most like, in, like, like improbable way ever. You don't something slapping me with a barb does not impale it into my chest, right? No, no, he had a, he got a, he got really unlucky. Like it's a bigger variety of stingray too. Um, so it's not like the small ones, like 
maybe they're called different things if they're like small. Maybe mantas. Are, I can't tell if mantas are bigger or smaller. But like the small ones that you see at the beach are not the same type that he got hit with. He got hit with like a bigger, like you know, few feet long type of stingray. And so the barb's bigger too, you know. It's a matter of variety, like matter of scale. They're still fucking. They're so fucking scary, man. <laughs> I like the. I'm like very big. I'm ocean pilled. I love the ocean. Uh, even though I live in. Land I think it's probably good to like walk with like the very bottoms of your feet in the ocean for some grounding saline mumbo jumbo. But like, uh-huh. dude, I don't know, man. Like, there's there. I want to be deep. I want to be like for sure exists in the unexplored parts of the ocean. Makes me very, 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 very spooked out. Like, I would 100 percent prefer to go and like i i'm one of those like i fucking hate space like mm-hmm. the idea the idea that i'm gonna go up i'm gonna be exposed to some sort of uh like mutant gender bending levels of radiation they're gonna put some shielding on the spacecraft they're gonna be like it's probably good <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> not it'll probably but yeah like you're you're 100 experiencing like 10,000 times the radiation throughput you ever would anywhere on the earth. You know, it's so funny. I was trying to explain this to people the other day about the moon landing. Uh, Like, I'm like, this is like my favorite conspiracy now because it's like the moon landing happened, but the footage is fake. Like, so it's like, just like, that's why it like, it's such a good one. It's like, we went to the moon, but they forgot that like the, we used analog film, right? We didn't use like satellite to like film the moon landing. That was was pre, uh, it was pre satellite really. They had, we had one maybe. And it wouldn't face the moon. So they like brought analog film and they fucking fried the film, the radiation. So they had to fake the footage. Like you couldn't have taken footage on the moon. Hmm. So like they, and it's a Cold War thing too, right? So they're like having an arms race essentially with Russia. So like they have to have footage. They can't just like be like, oh, we went. So like the footage is there. It was faked on a set to make sure that the Russians can see that we did it. But like, it's not what, that's not real footage. So that's like that's like the clear pill. That's a, that's the moon clear pill. That is many. There, uh, do we have other examples of film being fried being taken up there? Um, I think they figured it out after the first time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think that's a pretty that's like a one time mistake because like, we basically like accidentally like succeeded. It was like a very like hot spot. Because this should be a really easy, really easy one to confirm if anyone's ever tried to take any other film up into space and if it comes back fried. Oh yeah, this one, no, that's been that's been that's happened before. That's like it's like over over um over exposing film. That's oh, like very yeah, that makes per- that's like normal. It's just that like we didn't really consider the uh the radiation increase once you left the earth when we were doing that. Or like they did, but they it just wasn't strong enough like the box or whatever. I don't fucking that's, know. That's that's quite a big thing to overlook. Yeah, and it also is like and it's like the first, yeah, they just fucked it up. So, because they fucked it up, they had to have the backup film and here we are now there are people who know this in more detail the idea of going to space and like having your spine elongate and your muscles go away and you're like shit just like sticks to your body yeah disgusting like everything everything just seems horrible (laughs) i think space is cool but like there's nothing out there and like like these elon musk people who are like we're gonna have colony on mars like you can go die in a desert rock if you want i'm not have fun on fucking in like the hellscape if you want. Yeah, yeah. My only, uh, I don't know. There was, there was some usually like people get like, fucking homesick. They, to, they left and went to Mars and they developed like some sort of animosity towards the people who got to stay on Earth and they wound up like developing like giant mechas to come and like kill them. 
What is this? This sounds fun. Oh, I'm spacing. I watched this sometime in college. Yeah, but it's like, like you people get homesick like going to college, like and being like two hours away. You think you're gonna want to die on a planet you weren't even born on? You don't think that that's gonna like have like a deep psychological effect on you as a as like an Earthling to like be on another planet? Well, I also for, for like the rest of your life because you're not coming back probably. I assume that the level of things that uh, the the level of ways in which people like interact with the Earth is probably not fully known. Hundred percent, yeah. Like, and I, people are just so flippant. Like, you, like we, like for example, there's a species of frog in Puerto Rico, the coqui, right? And they have no idea why that when you take that frog out of Puerto Rico, they stop making the sound that they're named after. It's like the frogs all sound like coqui, 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 huh. and they they don't make the sound outside of Puerto Rico, and they only do it in Puerto Rico, right? And they're just like, what the fuck? And there's no real reason for that to be the case. Like, does the frog really know it's an island nearby Puerto Rico or yeah, not? It's like a geolocked frog. It's geolocked, yeah. So, you know. And and I, and I assume people are definitely that way. Like, there's there's got to be something going on with, like, the Earth's magnetic field or, like, the Earth's, uh, you know, like, the Earth generally has, like, a really, like, low uh, frequency, like, electrical pulse, too. Yes. Yeah, it's like a, it's a giant superconductor, right? Like, it's a, or do I have a, I'm, electro, ENM, I'm horrible at, so. I'm going to ignore this, but like, I know it has like a, you know, some kind of frequency. It has like a, a magnetic, whatever that we're like essentially connected to our bioelectrics are connected to effectively grounded. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, I don't know, like you've seen the studies where they have, uh, like they'll release somebody with like a really positive mood into a room of otherwise like neutral people and they'll monitor people's vitals and like without interacting, everybody's vitals will like improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have like we're so, a like pack animal. Like we have yeah, like the the chances that <laughs> the chances that there's no sort of like unseen interaction like that on the Earth with us is uh, small. I feel it's, yeah, and it's it, it takes a special type of like autistic rationalist type to not even consider that this is a possibility. Like it just you know what I mean. Like it's it's like very ra- it's like very like reason based that this would be the case. But it doesn't fit in like the rationalist like paradigm of like you were just we're just meat on this planet we can go anywhere. I saw. Uh, I want to say it was Ruby. He he was posting something about Bluetooth headphones and uh, how they're the devil or something like that. And uh, he was quote tweeting some article, and all of the people in the article were just doing the like radiation actually can't be bad for you unless it's ionizing or has thermal effects or something. And it's like, it's like literally like 1980s, like FCC propaganda. It's so, <laughs> so, so weird. Like, even I always found those weird, the fucking Bluetooth, like they shoot a beam through your head. <laughs> like your such a, It's a, such a funny way that they do the pairing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that can't be good. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit paranoid, but getting the beam shot through my head seems a bit much. Yeah, and then there's there's the constant uh, the constant refrain of, oh, you're experiencing radiation all the time. It's not it's not a big deal. It's uh, whatever. And then they start. Uh, it's it's just about the ionizing, and it's like, dude, like this. Uh, we're, we're, this isn't like the '90s anymore, man. Like your average surgeon understands that, like, yeah, like you, there are there are effects that you can have now. Like even your average, like turbo zogged, like medical agent understands that 
radiation doesn't necessarily have to be ionizing to impact the human body, right? Like every sweat gland you have is essentially like a teeny tiny antenna. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff is, (laughs) all of this stuff is capable of interacting in ways that, uh, I don't know, might not have been fully fleshed out in the sixties and even basic stuff like the Wi-Fi thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like this thing. Oh, so Wi-Fi, uh, basically every study I've seen on it, I assume there's some that disagree with this just because like it's, I've seen a lot on the pro side, but uh, all the studies that I've seen say basically that Wi-Fi impacts your sleep partitioning. So like you spend oh. different amounts of times in different sleep phases. If you are within uh, like X range of a Y power Wi-Fi emitter. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so probably this bad. Is where, this my... is where they'll like turn your Wi-Fi route or turn your uh, like the hotspot off before bed. You don't necessarily have to turn your like router off, but your your actual like Wi-Fi like EMF emitting hotspot is what they recommend before hmm. bed. I'm not gonna do this, but this is good to know. I feel like it's pretty easy to automate. Well, the thing is, I have mine's like hard coded into my wall. And so, and it's near my bed. I'm like, it's it's over. Yeah. Oh, you're fucked. I'm so fucked. It's so over. It's like, I don't know. I, I haven't really noticed anything, but it's one of those things where like sleep partitioning subtleties are very hard to notice unless, uh, I mean, even, like weed does it really bad and people still don't really notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, I mean, like you weed, black like, out. fucking wipes out your REM and people will still swear up and down that it, it makes them sleep moves. better actually i have to sleep before i go to sleep go i have to smoke right before i go to bed otherwise i can't fall asleep like you're you're fucking you, oh you're, dude that's so yeah yeah you're, and you're that's so like, many people and they get like sleep and they become like sleep addicted or like a sleep dependent or whatever it's like a drug dependent on it for sleep too so now they're fucked and they, they literally can't sleep without it and it's fucking their REM. Like, yeah, rip, rip to you. going to be me. I remember uh, I, in high school, like, somebody suggested it, and they were like, yeah, like, it'll, it, it makes my sleep, like, so much more efficient, man. Like, and I was like, okay. And it just turned out he had no idea what efficient meant, right? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, no, it, is, it doesn't make it more efficient. It makes me sleep for, like, 12 hours straight, bro. Wait, that's, that's like the not, opposite that's the that's, opposite yeah, that's the exact opposite <laughs> fuck you dude <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> gotta love Man. it there were so many situations like that where like interacting with the people who did uh did the presentations on like why weed should be legalized and like i just took a lot of things at face value and uh you know, because most, most of my childhood, I operated under the assumption that anyone who said anything confidently was confident because they uh, they had a deep understanding of it, right? Like, because I never asserted anything confidently unless I was, like, very, very, very certain. Mm-hmm. And so I saw all these people doing it all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, like, they must, they must fucking know. And uh, I, I gradually realized that people just had a lower bar for uh, <laughs> their certainty requirement than I did. And uh, I was like, holy fuck. Like that was, this was around the time when I had the realization that like parents aren't infallible and stuff like that. Like yeah, I, I yeah. went through the uh, like total disillusionment with humanity. I, I want to say it was around like 
eighth or ninth grade or something. I actually used to do this too. Um, for most of my life, because like I, I would uh, always like, um, what's the term? Not backpedal, but like give like, you know, like counter argument while I'm speaking or like, well, or like leave like, like the logical like way out. Like, just cause I'm like, I know that there's like caveats and blah, blah, blah. And then now I've just overcorrected because I'm like, fuck it. Uh, and now I'm just like, you, that's up, that's your job to figure that out. Um, but it, when I became a teacher, like that's when I like really worked on it to just like never demonstrate doubt. Cause like the kids like won't fucking trust you. <laughs> like you have to just be like, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, confident. I've done the same thing too. I've gone, I've gone full, uh, full like evil mirror world version of like my childhood self where like I, in me realizing that there are so many people out there that just trust things based on uh, people expressing high confidence, high conviction in them has caused me to just be like, wouldn't it be funny if I like anything can be real, right? Like yeah, basically, I can, yeah. I can say anything and they're all going to believe me as long as I seem like I'm confident enough. And that's the, that's the, that's the real trick of life. And, but then, like, you know, now, uh, it makes fun arguments too, like little online, like just versus says crazy shit online all day. Oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely fun. And there's, it's, it's been insightful too to like, I, when I, uh, was introduced to crypto Twitter and I instantly see all of these like high conviction retards who have <laughs> yeah. massive, massive accounts just by being a high conviction retard by like, repeating the same thing over and over again, saying the same, and people can be like, but your your prediction didn't come true. Like, they're like, it will. Just give it another year. And everyone's like, oh my God, okay, thank you for reassuring me. And they like, they don't bother him anymore, right? Like, it's, it's so- It's insane. brilliant, honestly. Like, I've learned so much about just like the way Bas- that life works Basic psychology, yeah, from just like- Seeing people get they're scammed. Not, they're not even like bullshit scammers usually. They're just like delusional people who are like so, so <laughs> convicted in this like random shit coin. That's all you need, really. Once you like realize that a lot of the world is just that at scale- well, and the other thing is at some point it like makes it work, right? Like the difference between like a good protocol and a bad protocol is usually not like the actual technicals behind it. Like it, it's really rare that like people can't just design the protocol that they intended to, right? Like everything can kind of do the thing and everything has some use case for the most part, like all yeah, you kind okay, of just I'm, I'm, it into- I'm, I'm lying a little. We're gonna have to exclude the Shibas and the Dogs and all that stuff. Like, I mean, Doge is a Doge chain, and she like she. Those are like becoming real. Wait, for high precision. I did hear Doge Doge chain is now. Yeah, so like now they made a. Uh, they made an L one. They made an L. No, it's like an L two. Um, well, I guess it is L one. It doesn't really, no, it's L two, layer two. Um, um, but it's like all, using Polygon shit, whatever, and it's like uses Doge's coin currency. Um, she's like the weird polygon um, stuff. I don't know, like poly cha- polygon chains that well, Matic. Um, enough to know like the details, but like it's on that. So is it t- like uh, whatever, whatever the it's you EV. know, like DeFi Kingdoms was like a subnet thing on Avalanche? Yes. Or is it like the the subnet equivalent of whatever? Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm thinking that's how they handle it. It's like a subnet of Polygon, which okay. makes it essentially Ethereum because Polygon is just another. Yeah. So it's and then it uses Doge for like um, all transactions and shit. It's pretty chill, and everything's on there a scam, but nothing tries to not be a scam. So it's like, 
<laughs> just we win. Yeah, it's playing the slot machines. Yeah, BSC was like ninety percent scams, and they were like, "We will, we will unseat you as the king scam chain. We will, we refuse, <laughs> we refuse to list a single legitimate protocol. If you come to us with an actual product, we will fucking, we will delete your email. We will send back, or we will uh, return to sender. We will block you." Yeah, no, I I bought the literal like pico top of Doge chain, so and then I, I it'll come back, <laughs> it'll, it'll come back, it always come back, but I feel like I should make a Doge chain scam. I'm telling everyone now that this crypto next bull market, I'm gonna just go pure scammer. Like no, there's no. I've paid my dues. I've wrote I wrote a, wrote a book. I've fucking helped people. Like I'm not gonna. I'm making a scam. I promise you. I'm not, I don't promise. You my, like thing, my thing with scamming has always been that like the effort it takes to make a crypto scam is like the same as making a legitimate project. Right. It's like <laughs> fucking like 95% of the same as making an actual project, except you get to like run with it. Yeah, and, that's true. Like actually associate it with yourself after the fact. This is a problem with no, but I think you can make like a, like a copy paste fucking uh, derivative NFT or something. In order to make a scam that, like, nobody smart on crypto Twitter would sniff out as a scam, I feel like it would be, it would be one of those situations where, like, I have, I have this guy who I went to college with, right? And, uh, he grew up and he got a kind of a shitty job and he decided that he was going to make up for his shitty job by stealing, like, $15,000 worth of merchandise from Amazon a year through like buying it, replacing it with Chinese fakes and sending it back. Amazing. I love does, that. He has this like massive like PO box, Amazon warehouse. And it like, it takes him like 15 hours a week, right? Like all of this, like buying, repackaging, shifting stuff around, like it's become a legitimate second job. And it's just like, it's the same thing, right? Where he's he's basically taken like all of the agency that could have created like an actual business and put it into this like weird retardo like machine designed to just like exchange his time and tedious effort for money. Yeah, basically. I mean, but you could do like the in between. I mean, that's kind of like the in between. But like like uh, not to call her out, but like what was, was that shit that Spinalk made? That like born milady, like you born can do something like that. Yeah, you can do some fucking like it's not like illegitimate, but it's like it's you know what I mean. It's like it's like kind of yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. The work's already been done like, for you. Like anything that you can say that like delivers an actual product that you're able to like shill and stuff. The main thing is just like, are you able to follow up on it? Because you know, like you you release a token, everyone buys the token, token goes to zero, like. People aren't going to be happy generally. Oh yeah, good, good point. You can't really make empty promises. Yeah, right. Because if you just like rug, then I'm sure you can get like sued or blah blah blah. Like there's 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 actual consequences for making like a scam project with like investors. But yeah, you know, like, I'm it, sure it seems a way like to... the the best way if you were going to release some sort of a meme thing is like uh like you like shadow shadow release it like release the contract without telling anyone who it is. Uh, pretend that you just like stumbled upon it or something and like create yeah. some sort of like mystique or something around it. It's like, yeah, basically like, actually this is what we did kind of with um that dude who bought the 400 ETH pen penguin. 
So you want to? Did you see him? Like the guy who made the who bought the pudgy penguin? Yeah. So like that guy, he he's a his name is Dreesus, and he's only famous unironically because we like literally me and Icebergy and a few other people. Um, last year he made a coin, and he launched it like with like ten thousand, like you know, to like ten thousand dollars, and like made this coin on Ethereum, and we had a bot that was catching all the newly made coins. And his name, his coin was Scam, right? And we we're like, oh, this is too good to pass up, right? And he had nobody, he wasn't shilling it or anything. It was just a contract for a token called Scam. So we found it. We immediately pumped it to a, a literal billion dollar, mark, like mark, like um fully diluted value because it was like a, a, a trillion coins or something. It's like a stupid amount of coins. So we just like all, and everyone in Booba Hub just bought it and made the fucking market cap like a billion dollars. But no one understands liquidity. So it like had liquidity for like twenty k or something, but the <laughs> the fucking market got a billion dollars. So we un- so he got he like became a TikTok like like uh he got this famous was on really TikTok recently, right? This is a year ago, yeah. We so he got famous on TikTok. Everyone in fucking crypto knew who Jesus, Jesus was, and then people were like, and like it all started literally from us, and we used to like make the shills like scams not a scam, and then we made him so much money. Because ultimately, people started to actually buy it and like add liquidity and shit. So he made a bunch of money off it. Now he's like buying fucking four hundred dollar penguins. So I guess he's just like whatever. But uh, you guys made money too, though, right? Not nearly as much as he did. Because um, we didn't like hold. He, I don't know. It's uh, he just had an impossible amount of coins because he's the creator of the coin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like uh, we were like top holders. Like for a while, I was like top ten holder. But like he had like. The fucking Genesis wallet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he had to like yeah. burn ninety nine percent of the supply for it to even be fair, and even still, he just had too much of it. Um, so we all made some money, but he made like ridiculous amounts of money. And we we're like, that's fine, whatever. You did make the coin, but like now he's like a personality on Twitter. But it's literally a, it was a bit like this is just like us as a joke making, and we made someone famous. So and he used it to buy the penguin. Yeah, he used it to buy the penguin. And I and I found out like last week, I was like, oh shit, it's Dreesus who bought this penguin. That's hilarious. Do you feel like you did a good thing or do you feel like you did a really dumb thing? Um, he's a good personality. He's funny. He's a little annoying, but he's kind of funny. So if we're gonna create a monster, it might as well be a fun monster. Yeah. Who, who buys the most expensive penguin? And I'm he's never gonna be back. Why did he do a penguin? I don't fucking know, man. He bought the left face, the only left facing one, so it's the most rare, highest rarity, and he's never gonna recover the that. He's never gonna recover that money, so I'm glad that he believes in it that much. So, like, clearly, does he actually believe in it? I, I mean, to spend 400 ETH, you have to. That's like 400 ETH for a penguin is like higher than the um, amount of ETH that like CryptoPunks were going for at the top, or like rare or rare board apes. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, and I obviously ETH is like a thousand, like fifteen hundred dollars now. But like, you gotta imagine like in like a few years when ETH's like ten thousand dollars or something, you don't look at that like I spent forty million dollars on a fucking <laughs> on, on a fucking picture of a penguin. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be really bad. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Jesus. Yeah, but someone's got to do it. So I guess we just put. Listen, if it's fake money, it goes around the merry-go-round and just fucking. It's not really real, I guess. If you're buying penguin, if you never like cashed it out. 
<laughs> I cannot. Uh, why did no one tell me? Was I even in Booba Hub at that time? Nah, you were. This is before your time. This is like you were on the inch. You were around, I think, but like you didn't like really start to talk to us until a little bit later. This is like. Um, I feel like I talked to you guys as soon as I got added, but. No, no, I know this is, but this is before. Oh, you mean like outside? Yeah, this is like this is in Booba Hub, but this is like maybe a couple a month or two before you got at it. Actually, yeah, that's that's exactly one. It's probably like a year ago, almost to the date. Actually, I could probably look it up because I because I, I don't think I've tweeted anything about scam since. So let's see, scam. This was a good fucking coin. That the marketing was brilliant. I I need to make sure I use this kind of skills on my own project next time because I was fucking. Oh wow, the coin still exists. People are still tweeting about it. No shit. All right, well, that's well, no wonder he has money. Okay, so this is April 22nd, 2001, 2021. Fuck. So yeah, this is like definitely before you were added. I missed it by like a month. I missed my my moonshot riches. Yeah, so hey, I'm gonna look. Listen, we, right? I'm just gonna use the skills for this podcast or whatever marketing job or something, some fucking scam or like pseudo scam I make. Like, um, so it was all just booba hub guys memeing it, I assume. Yeah, like literally, we just memeing it, and then it got enough attention that <laughs> it worked out. And then, like, we helped him like do like all the stuff, like the contract writing, like we got him like like people to add liquidity like they got we got marin in and we got like people to like we built a real coin Marin, yeah because marin was like <laughs> marin was like kind of cool then but now she's annoying she's still marin like was the liquidity yeah she was like one of the bigger holders and she like added liquidity and like <laughs> and like uh, a few other people like uh so we got like legitimacy also she has a million she had a million tiktok followers at the time she probably has more now so like yeah, i was gonna she, say she probably so she like tweeted, she like made a TikTok about scam. And so it blew the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's like we like coordinated like some real like gr grassroots uh, shit here and like made it happen. And then it all, it all turned out that he gets the, the, the most expensive NFC ever. But the most expensive penguin, right? Like it's like, I, I think about this all the time. Like he could have gotten a base level ape or two. He yeah. Gotten like five apes actually at this point. Yeah, I would have got fucking really anything. I mean, I, I would have bought CryptoPunks personally. I would, like get like for four hundred ETH, you could buy like one of the more expensive CryptoPunks and be fucking like swaggy. Like I don't know, four hundred ETH is a lot of fucking uh, money in the NFT world. Yeah, it seems things kind of cap out around like a million and a half. Yeah, I mean, like uh. I would have got Fidenzas. There's a million things that are just like higher quality. And he picks the fucking left-facing penguin. So, hey, listen, I clearly, I don't know what's, I don't have 400 ETH to spend. So, clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. He's the isn't, fucking expert here. Isn't Jeebus a uh, penguin guy? Jeebus, yeah, he is, yeah. I think he's the only penguin guy I know. He's, like, the only one who's, like, still a penguin guy. A lot of, everyone was before. But then that, um. That they did, guy, didn't they do some, like, embarrassing, like, fishing reel scam? The fishing rods. Oh, I love the fishing rod. Yeah, they gave everyone the eggs and the eggs hatch and it's just a fishing pole and everyone's like, what the fuck is... Why did you do this? 
And people were like buying them, like because like you know the demand increases. So people were like buying to get this shitty fishing pole. But like someone, so if someone recently bought that Tiffany thing, like the Tiffany NFT, there they make an NFT out of whatever you want, and, and they, they made the they made the fishing pole, which is such a fucking boss thing to do. <laughs> How much are the fishing poles going for? Uh, I don't know what they are now, but the NFT was like. I don't remember how much the NFT was. It was like five. I think it was like five ETH or something. It was like not that expensive, but it wasn't like cheap. Uh, oh, it might have been fifty ETH. I don't know. It was. I think it's fifty ETH. Yeah, it was fifty ETH for the for the Tiffany NFTs. But they like made a diamond studded like fishing rod, so that's kind of like it. Was, they put their Tiffany quality into it. Yeah, I still think with the Tiffany NFTs, it's like you got to go with uh, you got to maximize the number of diamonds you're getting, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, it's definitely uh, he fucked himself over by not getting like one of the face things. So, yeah, you definitely want to maximize your because they're not like they're not gonna like go overboard. They're gonna try to make as much profit as possible. And it was a, and it's a very thin fishing pole. Obviously, like the, the right. That's what I'm thinking. Is you get like twelve diamonds. <laughs> like it's like a one one by twelve fishing pole or something. Yeah. And like, was the the pixel pole or the fishing pole wasn't even pixelated, was it? Nah, so like, it, it wasn't pixelated. Look no. that great. Yeah, it was dumb. I would, I would. You, I understand being a boss enough to the bit. Like, if you can flex enough to buy a fishing pole necklace, I understand doing it for the bit. But I'm not balling like that. Oh yeah, no, it's 100 percent funny enough. But I, my, my extreme, uh, like penny pinching, like Hebrew tendencies are telling me, like you've got to maxim- maximize the diamonds. I would have got. You've got to make sure to pick stones that are going to be most likely to be uh, <laughs> most likely to be diamonds, as opposed to garnets or some other less valuable stone. Oh, good point. Yeah, you got to pick like a NFT that like maximizes your like, stone literally like output. a pure like white, like just a white square. There, I want. There actually was a white. Uh, there was actually a, for a minute there. They were doing like the the rock paper scissors. I think either paper probably is just straight white, or and they had like the air NFT. I did buy that. And I sold that very quickly. I miss those days when you could just buy an NFT off hype and flip it. It's in like 20 minutes. Uh, that was paying my rent for a year. Really? Yeah, I was like, I like all most of 2021. I literally like didn't. That's really I was just doing NFT. see until like three months ago. Like I still, <laughs> I, I still have never bought an NFT not at mint. Based. No, the this only, is well. No, that's a lie. I got. Uh, I did trade a milady for another milady. Oh, that's fair. I know. I got pretty decent at like kept finding shit, selling it off hype while they're still like, like and just flipping it and doing it over and over again. Uh, like last summer. I'm. I'm. I'm actually like really upset that that's, that era has ended. I hope it comes back soon because that shit was very fun. You think Arby's gonna have a run soon? Arbitrum? Probably. I mean, GMX I, has I been going up. Like it, I was thinking it looks like it wants it, and I've still got uh, I've still got a lot of the treasure NFTs. The hell's treasure NFTs? They're uh, it's like the marketplace on Arbitrum for NFT stuff. Oh, I never used that before. I've never used NFTs. I actually do have an NFT on Arbitrum, but it's like some like Tamagotchi thing. Um, interesting. I do think it's gonna run. I like Arbitrum. Um, 
obviously GMX has been running. Is that on Arbitrum? Yeah, that's like a, that's their perpetual swap, like like uh, like leverage trading platform. It doesn't have that many stuff, that many like mark like a uh, pairs on it, but it's the only one that works. I've been using Sushi Swap. Yes, well, that's just for normal trading, but like like uh, you can't do like leverage trading on Sushi Swap. Oh, but like the leverage, I'm like. Leverage on a on a dex is weird because like you're getting you're getting charged and I don't know I I would never use it the way like when I look at the underlying like you can't keep a position open for more than like a day like a week before you start like bleeding money but in theory I assumed cool. it was just gonna be I mean because Arbitrum doesn't even have like good fees right doesn't have what Arbitrum doesn't even have like good fees no it does it does have good that's that's like the only selling point. Well, like it, like it doesn't have good fees compared to like other L2s or Solana or something, right? Like I remember fees were still like four or five dollars whenever. Oh, I yeah, yeah. It's like one. it's going to be like Avalanche or it's a, little, it's a little cheaper than Avalanche was. Like Avalanche might have well, got to At the time, it was, it was a few factors bigger than Avalanche when Avalanche was at like a dollar or something per swap. So maybe it scaled. Uh, so it kind of depends on what is pumping. Like it kind of like if Avalanche is pumping and like really active, the the, the fees can get pretty to like ten fifteen dollars, and then but like usually it's not it's super cheap, and that's kind of the issue with Avalanche. Um, but then Arbitrum it has like peaks and valleys, but like it stays kind of consistently around like one to five dollars. In my experience, it's not bad. I mean, it's not good, but it's not like Ethereum. Though Ethereum's like five dollars right now, so like. I don't even need to worry about Arbitrum. Like I was right, exactly. Like I have, I've been, uh, I've been like feeling, and it also is just a thing of like being able to use Ethereum uh, layer one stuff. Like I just feel rich when I do it now. Yeah. Also, like I'm a a baller. This is epic. I'm just sending this without second thought, man. I'm like still PTSD. Like when I look at, but then I like look at the. I'm like, wow, gas is really five guay. Like what the fuck? When I look, when I look <laughs> at my the amount of like actual money that I've spent on gas, and I realize that it's like upward of like ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no the the gas the gas drops. I'm so they did those brief airdrops was like kind of nice, um, because I've spent in gas fees has been fucking ludicrous, and I don't like look. I'm gonna look at it now anyway though. Let's see, because I've had this one for I've had this. Uh, this whatever account my this like my shitty bro that was like the most insane the probably the the most insane like crypto incentive structure I have ever seen ever the gas where, drops where you're sitting there thinking like it's a free mint but it's gonna cost three hundred fifty dollars to mint it because gas fees do I do it oh yeah that was like, always that brutal. was so insane and I still fucking did it. I, I got I've lost many monies that way. Yeah, like Gwei's ten. This ten, I've never I can't even believe that what I'm seeing. Gas is ten. All right, so I've spent apparently, actually not that much. I've spent well, this is a lot, but it's less than I thought. I've spent twenty five thousand dollars in gas. <laughs> <laughs> in current in the current um value of Ethereum, so that's fifty. It says fifteen. It says fourteen. Oh, oh, at the current value of Ethereum. At the current value of Ethereum. So there was oh, a point at the value where of Ethereum that it was when you did it. Was a hundred K? Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's close this fucking tab. <laughs> oh, dude, it's over, man. Yeah. Oh. What was I gonna say? Fuck. What were we saying right before this? I don't know. I just had like a a, a moment of trauma. Of what we were talking you. about. Uh, we, we, I don't remember. What we broke about. your brain. Yeah, we were talking about. Oh yeah, like uh, free mints with like. Five, oh, you know, dude, my my absolute worst, like the the worst dumbest thing that I ever did was fucking uh grow protocol i i didn't put in like a big bag i want to say i got like 6k worth or something that Mm -hmm. 6k turned into like 15k over the next like week and i was like wow it's probably gonna keep going up forever Mm. so i like just locked it in the vault and didn't look at it and then i came back and it went from like 32 dollars to like a dollar and i was like and then, like, by the time I, like, unlocked it and got it out, it was, like, fucking, like, 30 cents or something. <laughs> and, like, it was, uh, it, it was one of those things with, like, $300 for the swap, like, a couple hundred to lock it in the vault, a couple hundred to, like, sign the vault, like, you know, and then, like, to get it out and... I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like, I I actually, like, I didn't think it was possible to lose more than you invested without using leverage, but I did it. You figured like, it out. Right, because I had to use so much money to get it out of there. I'm crying. I mean, like, listen, that's, all I remember are, like, my losses. I can never remember my wins. And then I, like, on uh, the small brains NFT shit, I... I whitelisted you had to do you had to like draw a picture of a monkey and like send pictures mm-hmm. of your hands and do other stuff and for whatever reason I decided to whitelist like three wallets for this random free NFT project and then every whitelisted wallet wound up being worth like an average of like 50k or something and I got like the top like 20th rarest one out of like 20k mm-hmm. that was like at one point worth like 200k mm-hmm. and uh I didn't sell. Oh no! I fucking, I fucking didn't sell it. I still to this day, am, and it's still worth like ten k or something. But like, I mean, it's like I left my my uh, my unrealized P and L on that one was such a fucking that was oh. a massive massive return moonshot. I'm just thinking like I could have uh, I could have paid off my house like. Yeah, instantly, and I was like, "No, this monkey picture might be worth what four hundred k? Like, what was like? What, like what, what are you gonna get? Yeah, this is like me. Right, like, what was my fucking idea with that one? And, so I don't yeah, know. I did, this, I did the same thing in 20, uh, 2018 to some extent, but then I like tapped out of crypto, and uh, I think the key with crypto is to just stay in it so that you're ready like, for. I, the next... I think your RAM yeah. gets dumped if you leave, right? Yes. And you have to relearn all of the mess, all of the same lessons. So we're just not going to have to do that one. It seems like once you stick around for long enough, uh, you just make it by virtue of. Yeah, there's many waiting. opportunities. Just this yeah. just to me. I know. I that's actually what happened last time. I mean, like I I, I, pro, I like left. Like I actually missed a little bit of the DeFi summer, like in 2020, because I was like, I'm fucking sick of this. Like I lost money when. This, that, and the other thing happened. And then so I was like skeptical to get back into like the new like Uniswap paradigm. And I was like, oh, I like I hesitated for like a month or two. And the same thing with like NFT. But I mean, I was already in the, I was still doing crypto. I just was like sticking to what I knew instead of like finding the new opportunity. Um, But I also, I always think about when I left um, Salute, like, you know, the adventure, whatever. 
um, Loot for Discoverers or Adventures or what it's called. I minted that, and I'm pretty sure it was a free mint or damn near close to free. Treasure and... Treasure is basically like the successor to Loot, by the way. Oh, it's an Arbitrum version of Loot? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. So, yeah, so I minted it, and it was free mint or really close to it. And I had this picture, and I was looking at it. I was like, this is pretty cool. I had, like, a pretty cool one with the cool items and stuff. I was like, this is interesting. I like this idea, but, like, I don't know what this – this is, like, a really abstract. There's no way this is going to take off. So I sold it. I want to say this is, like, a Friday for a .08 ETH, right? And then <laughs> – and I want to say by Monday, it was, like, 12 ETH floor. I was like, you fucking moron, dude. How did you do this? Was, was this was this when F was like a thousand or was this? It was like, it was like, yeah, it was like a thousand to two thousand some range. But still, a 12 ETH floor is like, even in the, I think yeah, it was like $2,000 actually. It was almost, it was probably around 2000 And it's like, how the fuck did you, how did you fuck this up? So... And that's when I, I never, I never had a, a a free mint go that hard ever again. <laughs> oh, dude, the idea of like all of the free airdrops and mints and stuff, and like we were still just like round tripping it. Like, oh yeah, that's like that's the most that's the most painful part when you just were like it's just so stupid. Like I. Uh, you know, it's like the post where people are talking about, like, I, I explained to my accountant that I was given this money and I wasn't I like trying to figure out, like, how do I tax this? Like, is it a gift? Is it realized gains? Is it unrealized gains? Like, what's what's going on with my airdrop profits? And he was like, what do you mean they gave you the money? <laughs> 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 well, I don't understand. And they had to explain that it's just like a thing in crypto that like if you've used enough protocols, eventually you'll get like free shit. massive amounts of free money. Yeah, there's no tax. The thing about uh, crypto is like I unironically, yeah, very like wholeheartedly believe that the, the concepts are like the the crypto market is just far too advanced for a current taxation thing. So I will only pay the bare minimum and it's basically only what I cash out because I can't explain airdropping. You can't explain NFTs. Like NFTs, like are they even a picture? Does it fall under art trading? Is it considered a financial asset? Who fucking knows? I don't know. Then there's like decentralized, uh, like those fucking like, um, AMM trading like this to ha- like who has custody Dude, like- they're making they're making on they're like SEI is now an on-chain like order book chain mm-hmm. have you seen have you seen no. any like I can't explain it well but it basically like the chain functions as an order book mm-hmm. so you can do like grid bots and you can do like limit orders and all of this stuff on chain interesting how the fuck is the IRS going to deal with that on they're chain? They're just not like uh, that's kind of like I've, you just have to accept that like this is kind of the the one thing I ever I took from zero to one that Peter Thiel book is that there's only two ways to get rich, um, or rather no not that part the part that I'm he's like every basically every like monopoly or like big company starts either as something criminal <laughs> or it starts as like like an actual crime or it starts as like, um, or it, uh, it's like gifted, like money was like given to the person. So there's only two ways to like start a real business. It's like either you create a product that works and it's 
in uncharted territory that doesn't have laws to to drain all the money out of it yet. So it's technically illegal, or it's you know you're gifted money. In this case, you're it's both. Interestingly enough, but you're both <laughs> yeah, being gifted money I mean, and it's illegal. All all of the all the big money Twitter e-commerce guru guys say the same thing about like, yeah, uh, if you if you do anything in the startup territory, like for the first for the first stretch of things, you just kind of make stuff work and don't really worry about like benefits or taxes or any of this shit. Yeah, and if once you get the money, they come for you. They don't come for you when you're broke. You know yeah. what I mean? They come for you when you have money, and then by the time you have the money, you can figure out. Yeah, the, you, can, you can figure out the lawyers. Yeah, and I mean, but they are gonna—they're obviously gonna work on the taxes for this shit. But they just—they just can't keep up. I I appreciate Coinbase making life simple with their taxes. I use Coinbase for like cashing out. It's just very convenient, and it's instant. So I use them. Um, I use Gemini. Yeah, I never was able to. Well, I guess I could have gotten a Gemini account, but I just never got through the KYC. I just got annoyed. I got like my account got locked or something, and I just never finished it. But Coinbase has the Coinbase card, which a lot. People say Gemini is good. Also, I think Gemini technically has custody of most Coinbase assets. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. The if it weren't for the Coinbase card, I probably would just I would probably use Gemini. This Coinbase card is very convenient. Yeah. Well, my, my thing with Coinbase was they switched to Plaid and Plaid like as like a, a so Coinbase will just randomly delist my bank. It's like a thing that they do just like once oh. every like three months. So I'll have to go and like and it like fucks up all of my like automated buys and all of this shit. And uh, which which is obviously just like very annoying. Right. Because yeah, I keep definitely. getting uh, keep getting all these notifications that all this stuff is getting uh denied and declined etc 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 and i've like i've hooked up most of the bills to the coinbase debit card because it has like absurd cashback rewards Mm -hmm. and uh so then it does that and it kicks off my payment and the only way to get it verified for a while there was plaid right like there was no manual process it was only their their plaid like automated bank verification system that just like wasn't working on my bank for half a year Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, like opening a Coinbase ticket does fuck all, right? Like that's Yeah, no. You're not going to get a hold of any. So, and like, if you go search for it, everyone is like, hey, like I have this bank and I'm having this problem where it delisted me and your automated system won't work. And everyone was like, thank you for your support. Like, we'll get to you. They don't get you worth the shit. Even with the Coinbase card, like I had to like, when I, like I actually got my, not my identity was stolen, sort of, but not really. Like it kind of just a, a waiter just wrote down my card number, so that's like an easy fix. But they did spend my card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So when I call them to be like, you know, to, to dispute the transactions and be like, take it off my card. Like, I don't know the pro. They were like, did you talk to your bank? I'm like, or did you talk to the pe- the places that the money was spent at? I'm like, yeah, but they told me to talk to the bank. And I'm like, this is does this count as a bank? Are you guys fucking? A, are you a bank? So I had to fucking call them and like follow, go through their process. Now they did help me out, so that worked out. But it like this was a really complicated process. Whereas like if it was Wells Fargo, you're like yeah. someone used my card, and you're like, all right, we not gonna be a issue. And they undo it within like thirty seconds. It's like, all right, it's gone. I'll send you a new card now. Yo, bro, I just looked at the clock here, and I'm realizing we're about forty five minutes past my bedtime. Oh yeah, you, yeah, we can go to sleep, or you can go. Probably to sleep. gonna have to head out tonight. No, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I figured I didn't realize it was like late. I was just going. 